Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Today we are beginning a very special series of podcasts, so excited to share with you. We're going to be remembering Dallas Willard and his uh, legacy in our lives and in so many lives. So we're going to be sharing with you some of the stories and insights that we have gleaned from Dallas Willard over the years. And he went on to be with Jesus in glory on May 8th, 2013. Hard to believe it was eight years ago, Christy. I know. We're so thankful for his life. He's impacted us so much in our life with Jesus. And that's true in Journey of the Soul. It is full of Dallas Willard insights and stories and hope that you've picked up a copy of Journey of the Soul and sharing it with friends. I hope, you, hope you've gotten a leader guide copy and uh, leading a small group. That would be so awesome. You'd be so enriched and blessed to do that. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, spiritual hospitality as ministry. And I don't know how many people think of Dallas in that topic, but I sure do. He was so hospitable to me and and to you as well, Christy. He was, as if he had time to be. He didn't, but you wouldn't know that being with him. The way he made time, the way he was so present and attentive and responsive to the people that he was with. Yeah, he famously uh, quoted uh, the importance of ruthlessly eliminating hurry for our life with Jesus and for our ministry. It's especially important for pastors and leaders missionaries, but all of us, we can just get going too fast. And uh, Dallas was unhurried. I remember the first time I heard him speak at a conference, how he would just, after he was done speaking and before, he'd just stand and there'd be a long line of people to talk to him. And he would just be even unhurried in that, not preoccupied with the time or worried about needing to get on stage, and he was he would be present to each person. I stood in, in that line a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how did that feel? Well, you know, it felt great because I didn't stand every time because I knew how many people there were and I wanted to share them. But I also wanted to just bless him. And um, so it, it felt good because as I was standing in line, I'd be praying for him and mm-hmm. I'd be watching him and I'd be enjoying the spiritual hospitality with which I saw him give to others. Yeah, you could be ministered to just watching him minister to other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about uh, listening to Dallas speak. Uh, uh, We would follow him around all kinds of different places when he was speaking, and but we would uh, pray for him while he while he talked. I love doing that. I remember one time going to meet with his wife Jane at their house, and I arrived, and Dallas was sweeping the steps from where I parked up to the house where I was meeting them, and I remember just thinking, oh, no, he shouldn't be sweeping steps. He's got more important things to do, and I said something to him about that, and he said, no, this is good for me. I'm very happy to be doing this. He was kind of whistling a hymn as he swept the steps there. Yeah, and so you felt important. Well, I did. It was it was hard for me to receive, but uh-huh. Dallas was good at making you feel important. He was preparing the way for you. Yeah, yeah, I experienced the same thing with Dallas, his his smile that was so welcoming and uh, just that sense that he, he, he wanted to be with me. I remember the first time I met in his office, and uh, wow, his office was quite an experience. It was so full of books. <laughs> I mean, there were books everywhere, not just on the shelves, but uh, stacked up from the floor, on the chairs. 
And uh, so uh, he had to take books off of a chair to, to open up a second chair. And I said, I sat down. He said, oh, no, you sit over. That's the hard one. You sit over here in the soft one. <laughs> and that was his way of being you know, gracious and making a space. And uh, it's so important in our ministry to others that, that we help them feel wanted and welcomed. And he, he wanted us to know that that was the, and that's, that's the way of Jesus. And you saw him do that at the restaurant as well. Yeah, we, we, he took me to the USC club um, sometimes, and uh, he he would pay for it. He said that he had to use up his money on his account, so I was I, I tried to pay. It was just an amazing thing to me. He's giving me his time, and he's buying me lunch. Uh, but it's all for him. It's just the just the heart and love, generosity of Jesus. But I would see that he, you know, he would know the waitresses' names, and he would interact with them. And as we would walk on the campus, he would see people and be friendly to them, and pull out money for a homeless person. I it just hospitality, generosity, thoughtfulness, consideration of people just exuded out of Dallas. One of his students, who actually came to trust and give her life to Christ met with me for spiritual direction after he died. She was really missing him, and he, you know he was her spiritual father. And she knew my relationship with him, and I remember her talking about just the way that Jesus' love exuded from him in class. And she didn't grow up as a Christian. She didn't know anything about the Christian faith. And it was because of Dallas's spiritual hospitality to her. She, you know, was of a from another country and had immigrated here. And that just made such an impression on her. And so she wanted to know this Jesus that Dallas loved. And it was because of the way he exuded Jesus's love and hospitality that she gave her life to Christ. Yeah, you really could say that our most important ministry uh, as a pastor, as a small group leader, as a parent uh, in the marketplace, however you're serving God and uh, being Christ's ambassador, that hospitality in the sense of... um, not only the obvious of an, an opening up your, your home or uh, th- that kind of a thing to somebody, but the spiritual hospitality of opening up your, opening up your heart, making a space for, for conversation, for, for listening, for, for praying for someone, for just looking to bless them, that really all good things in ministry begin with that. And so, you know, when, when I'm giving a, a message to somebody, I, I always want to uh, communicate w- with a smile, with, with an open heart, with uh, facilitating a conversation. So I'm not just talking at people, certainly not talking down to them, but we want to have a conversation that's, that's open and, and free where, where people feel welcomed and, and wanted. And uh, you often say that, Christy, how important it is that we would be seen, heard, and wanted. That We, we really can't grow in our discipleship if we don't feel that God sees us, hears us, and wants us. And we really can't encourage somebody very well in their discipleship to Jesus if we don't communicate that. Dallas actually affirmed that because I was really struggling with that. And I remember him saying that, yes, absolutely, that is foundational. We have to be secure in God's love and knowing that he delights in us and he loves us before we're able to really trust his love and return his love and grow in his love. One of my favorite memories of Dallas was waiting for him when I would meet with him in his office and as I was waiting for him to arrive because I was always careful to arrive early, I would I would hear him coming down the hallway and up the steps and I, I guess I could recognize his, his footsteps and on, on the hard uh, tile floors 
and I'd hear him humming a hymn. And so it was just like the, the for me, and uh, it was like the cloud of God's presence because, you know, the Holy Spirit's on, on all of us as Christ followers, but uh, for me, in a special way on Dallas, and part of that was on my side of my faith in God, uh, my faith in Jesus through my encounters with Dallas. And part of that was on Dallas's side and his, his prayerfulness and uh, just his joy in the Lord. And, you know, that was something Dallas uh, taught me is the importance of joy and uh, really uh, impacted me because I'm not uh, naturally a, a joyful personality. And I'm not sure that Dallas was either, but you, you certainly could see how he was very much uh, gentled and uh, shaped and channeled by the joy uh, of the Lord. And he writes about this in Divine Conspiracy, one, one of my favorite sections in uh, Dallas's magnum opus, He says, joy is our portion in his fellowship. Joy goes with confidence and creativity. It is God's joy, and that is not a small joy or repressed joy. It is a robust joy with no small element of outright hilarity in it. For nothing less than joy can sustain us in the kingdom righteousness that possesses us, which truly is a weighty, and powerful thing to bear, to bear God's kingdom. That's what Dallas is doing as he's humming a hymn and, and uh, walking towards a meeting with me. Uh, and then Dallas says, It was not for nothing that Mother Teresa of Calcutta required her sisters of charity to be people who smile. And uh, he talked about that in the uh, Doctor of Ministry class from him I took. Uh, two weeks with Dallas in the monastery. I like to call it the monastery class, but... He talked, it was a funny way he titled it. He talked about the, he's talking to pastors and he talked about the obligation of joy. And he, he, what his point was is that for us as ministers, as Christ's ambassadors, it, it's imperative that we carry with us this sense of God's presence that brings joy. And so that's really the most important thing that we can do before preaching a sermon or meeting with somebody for coffee or uh, leading a counseling session or leading a small group or doing our work in the office or uh, leading a, a family conversation at dinner. If we can cultivate that, that joy, uh, that helps to facilitate a sense of God's presence in our midst. And so the hospitality, uh, spiritual hospitality is so valuable. Just think about your ministry as you're listening to Christy and me. How does God use you in ministry? And what helps you to cultivate a sense that, that God is with you and that it is good to be alive in the Father's world with Jesus? And that's really where we want to be in our ministry. And Dallas talks about this in another section in Divine Conspiracy. Uh, in his chapter, uh, probably the most famous chapter, on the curriculum for Christlikeness. And he says the first objective in a curriculum for Christlikeness. Now, what do you think that would be? You're, you're here listening. What do you think Dallas would say is the number one, the most important thing that you could do in your ministry of making disciples to Jesus? Do you think about, if you're a pastor, do you think about preaching a sermon? you're a Bible study leader, you think about teaching that Bible study. Or if you lead a small group, if you facilitate conversations with people to help them heal or to grow, what would be the most important thing 
enthralling our mind with God. And what Dallas taught me is that for me as a counselor or as a pastor, if my mind is enthralled with God, there's a good chance that the person I'm with, their mind might be enthralled with God. And um, I know you, you love that wording, enthralled, Christy, because it, it, it takes it beyond the cerebral yeah, and also beyond the familiar, and that's one of the things Dallas was so good about, was using wording that, that helped us to really get the impact of what Jesus taught and what Scripture said, but to get over kind of the familiarity of it. So really, in our mind with Jesus, I mean, this is a form of worship. But when we hear the word worship, oftentimes we just think of singing songs. But we don't realize the robustness of this and the intimacy of this and the hugeness of this. And, you know, just yesterday we had our grandchildren here and we were enthralled with them looking at them. You know, there is this sense and it does make it more, it helps us to have this sense of, oh, that's, that's what it's like with Jesus and our relationship with Jesus to have that kind of actually our faces lighting up with joy and our minds thinking of all the good in him and appreciating all the good in him. Yeah, that's such a good illustration because our grandkids know that we love them because we're so happy to see them. And so happy to play any game with them. And that's the kind of thing that we need uh, in our relationship with the Lord. And it's the kind of thing that we need in our relationships with one another. Uh, when we know that someone likes us, wants to be with us, uh, is, is interested, that really helps us to, to grow in our discipleship. And so, you know, one of the ways that Dallas did this, that many of his students, uh, like readers and uh, listeners to his talks, might not realize is he did it with empathy. You know, he's a teacher, he's a philosopher, he's an incredibly intellectual thought leader uh, on the whole Christian landscape. He'll be remembered for, uh, for centuries on earth for what he taught. Uh, but it was all packaged in a way of being with people in whatever he did that included a, an attunement and, and a sensitivity to the person that he was with. And so we saw him like in in debate situations around apologetics and the Christian gospel and saw him in uh, situations where there was someone that wasn't appreciating what he was saying and disagreeing with him and just many different situations, including our own conversations with him. And his, his curiosity and open-hearted uh, warmth and readiness to, to listen and pay attention to what somebody feels and what they need and to really uh, be supportive of them that was a huge part of how he communicated that spiritual hospitality in such a great model for us. Because in whatever uh, you are listening, however it is that you serve God, whatever your work is, the more that you can learn to have empathy for the people around you and anticipate what, what they're thinking, what they need, what, what emotions are going on, what's been going on in their life, and then create a conversation around that. That's what opens people up. To, to grow spiritually and to fall in love more with Jesus and to get ignited to share the gospel with other people. So spiritual hospitality, we are thankful to God for his anointing upon the life and legacy of Dallas Willard. And you can read more in our, this week's blog is on Friend on the Journey. And I tell a story about an interaction with Dallas Willard that will illustrate what we're talking about. So I hope that you'll 
check that out this week. We love having you follow Jesus with us in this community, and we love hearing from you. And we want to thank Michelle Richley for her review of Journey of the Soul. And one of the things she mentioned in there is Dallas. She says, Bill and Christy share with us in Journey of the Soul their rich mentorship from Dallas Willard as well as others. Michelle and her husband, Steve, pastor the Sunset Presbyterian Church in Portland, Oregon, and they came through our Soul Shepherding Institute. And Michelle's actually one of our senior spiritual directors here at Soul Shepherding, helping us care for pastors and leaders. So we just love that. And then, Michelle, we were so encouraged by your review on Amazon, talking about how you appreciated in Journey of the Soul, us sharing complex truths that the Lord has taught us simply and compassionately and using descriptions of unique temptations at each of our stages of our journey, as well as spiritual practices that help us remain faithful. And then also how you appreciated it helping you personally in your pursuit of Jesus, as well as as a pastor of a church with understanding your diverse congregation and how to help them grow into greater spiritual maturity. And then as a spiritual director, how you're using it to minister with the helpful tools and finding language to meet the pilgrims that you're journeying with. So thank you for that review. Thank you for ministering with us at Soul Shepherding to people that the Lord is using you as his ambassador, as a spiritual director and pastor. Because the funnest thing about writing our book on Journey of the Soul is getting to interact with people like uh, Michelle uh, and you who are listening. Gosh, we love it when we get to uh, speak at your church or uh, in, in your uh, community and to follow Jesus together. And gosh, we love it when you come to our institute. It's so fun to have Michelle and Steve there as we get to know each other and travel together uh, through uh, this journey of following Jesus. It's the best stuff in life, you know? It's the the people we meet and finding God in those relationships and learning ways that we can can partner and serve God together to reach more people for Jesus. Lord God, we do just love you. We are so honored to be on your team and just pray for each of our listeners now. Just as we uh, just pray into their ministry, Lord, however it is that they serve you and, and are Christ's ambassadors to other people, Lord, we just pray, oh God, that you would help all of us to grow in this ministry of spiritual hospitality, the uh, offering of a warm smile, an open heart, open ears where we're listening and where we're giving empathy so that we can facilitate these God connections for people. What a joy, what an honor this is. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, you would be so blessed to lead a small group through Journey of the Soul, and it's so easy to do. It's the best way to learn when you get together with friends and you talk about a book that, that uh, God's using in your life. And so we so want Journey of the Soul to be that for you and your small group, or if you're a pastor, for your whole church. And that's why we wrote the book, really. And so you go to journeythesoul.org. You will see how to order uh, a, a large number of copies at a discount price. And you'll see there's free videos to go along with the book. And you'll find uh, message notes and uh, we're just guiding you right through how to lead a small group. We've got a leader guide. If you haven't gotten the leader guide yet, that goes hand in glove with the book. 
I personally wrote that. There's some insights in there that aren't anywhere else in our Soul Shepherding material, and we summarize the book for you and just lay it out step-by-step step how to lead a group to make it really easy for you or for the small group leaders in your church. So check out journeythesoul.org and lead a group and let us know how it's going. We would love to hear from you on uh, how God is using Journey of the Soul in your life, in your small group, in your church. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.